Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Daniel. This is Danielle. Thank you for joining us in this new year. We're taking this podcast series a little bit different direction. Um, If you've listened to us over the last couple of years, we've had Bible reading plans that we've talked about and discussed as we've studied. And this year, um, what we decided we wanted to do is to take the Sunday sermons and just sort of spend some more time thinking about them so that we don't walk out the door on Sunday and leave that there, but that we continue to mull over that and meditate on it and and carry that word throughout the week with us. So as we do that, we're going to follow five steps in each conversation, and we encourage you to have these conversations for yourself. Um, last week I mentioned like it could be with a friend from church, with in a journal, just on your own if you want to process, um, just talking to the Lord uh, in prayer about them, the spouse, with a friend, with someone from your life group. Um, So yeah, we encourage you. So the first of the five steps is narration. And that's just basically recapping the sermon, telling it back to ourselves. And um, I mentioned this last week also, but in case you didn't catch that one. Studies show that if we tell ourselves back some information that we've learned, we actually remember it more and remember it more strongly than if we were to study it a second time. So it's just really interesting the way that our brain works that way. So if we tell the sermon back to ourselves, that's... And and it can be... I think it's ultimately from memory that you're telling back what you remember the most. But if we use notes sometimes a little bit, that's okay. I have I have notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what how are we recapping this week's sermon? Well, I think we just start with Pastor's theme for the year. Yeah. Um, you know, he pray, has been having a word of the year for for decades now. And his word for this year is courageous. And so this was the launch of his of the year theme, and he's going to have a, a, a three or four week kind of mini series um, about courageous. Why, why courageous? What is it? Laying some groundwork for the year, kind of setting a, a course for what his thinking is. And I really like how he started this because we're in our family, we will often, in a conversation, define our words. Mm-hmm. Because it's so very important that everybody knows what we're talking about. And oftentimes, you know, we take it for granted. Uh, a word like courageous, you know, we all have a definition or that we will use when someone says, oh, that person was courageous. Mm-hmm. And so I love that he started this off with defining it. And so kind of getting everybody on the same page so that we all know what we're talking about. And he he said, you know, the root of it points to mental steadfastness. Mm-hmm. And it's so good because we will often say, oh, that, that person 
what they did was so brave or so courageous. And we're talking about the action. But if you start looking at the person's actions, there, there were decisions made by that person well before that action was required. And even in the heat of the moment, it required mental steadfastness. Mm -hmm. And so I just really like that he started there. And, you know, the power of the word, it, it matters. The words that we use matter. That's really good. He also uh, started in Joshua 1 and then also Joshua 23. So the beginning of Joshua's ministry and the end of his life. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just going to read them because it's just good. And I I was thinking about this a lot and really just appreciated looking at, he called them the, the bookends of Joshua's life in this way. It says, so if you're not familiar, before we jump in, Joshua is the successor to Moses. Moses was the one who led them out of the promised land, the Israelites, and they were getting ready to cross into the promised land and they are at a river that is the boundary of the promised land but Moses the Lord is not letting him pass in because of some choices he made so Joshua is the next generation the all the Israelites that wandered in the wilderness had had passed away that had come out of Egypt because they had disobeyed so they passed away and he is getting ready to lead the next generation into this next season of life that God has for them so he's this is the beginning of, of that moment when he's mm -hmm. taking over the leadership of the nation of Israel. And it says, this is Joshua 1-1 one, one, to verse 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I will give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river to the Euphrates, and all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give to them. Be strong and very courageous, and be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then in 23, at the end of the book, he he's... Um, this is Joshua's farewell to the leaders now. So it says, After a long time had passed, the Lord had given Israel rest from all of their enemies. And so then he begins to speak to them about all the things that God has done. And then Joshua says to them again, Be very strong and careful to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Um, and he and he keeps on saying these things. And it's almost word for word what God had said to Joshua at mm -hmm. the beginning. And so that's what Pastor talked, I mean, obviously, you know, his sermon's a lot longer than our podcast is, mm -hmm. so we're not re-saying everything, but just sort of bringing it back to our memory. 
So the next step after narration is contemplation. What are some things that we're thinking about listening to the sermon, walking away from the sermon? Uh, one of the big things that started bouncing around in my head was he was talking about um, generational changes. Yeah. And so two questions popped into my head. One was what am I holding on to out of principle that I need to set aside? And then the other one was what do I need to hold on to regardless? Mm-hmm. And I think those those two questions need to be dealt with kind of simultaneously. Um, you know, he was talking about generational changes. There are, there, are, there are ways of ministry that we do today that didn't work, you know, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, and won't work in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a generation of people that need to be reached. And am I holding on to something today just out of principle? Because this is how I do things mm-hmm. that is minimizing my impact. And at the same time, are there things that I just need to hold on to regardless? So those are, I don't necessarily have answers right now because it's just. But it's questions that are worth considering and worth thinking about. I think what you're saying, like a generation ago, a while ago, I heard an interview with Tim Keller and he's a pastor in New York. And he was saying, and pastor talked about this today too, how we are in a post-Christian generation and how, even a generation ago, people had this base understanding that we were sinners and that we needed help. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's actually kind of not okay to say that you're not okay as you are. Right. Um, and so we have to we have to approach people with the gospel. There's not just this this common understanding anymore that that we're sinners that are fallen and that we need the cross. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but the, the good thing is, is there's an answer to that. Yes. And that's something pastor talked about today too, is that, um, the gospel is the same. God is the same. His promises mm-hmm. are the same, even though generations change. Yeah. I was thinking about when I was listening this morning, when pastor read Joshua one and 23, um, what is true at the beginning is true at the end. And I was just thinking that, like, we need to start strong. We need to start with faithfulness and hope and courage. And then we also need to end things with faithfulness, yeah. with hope, with courage. And encourage that comes from the Lord's well. Yeah. Like, I think of if I'm drawing from a well for my own love out of my own self, my own love, my own hope, my own courage. I only have so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but pastor said today we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So it's like if I pull from him, the source of courage that comes from God is much bigger than the yeah. amount of courage that I have within myself. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that I was thinking about. And then also when I just read this, Um, Just now in the podcast, it's verse 9 of Joshua 1. Be strong and courageous. That we have to be strong and we have to have courage. It's not like just have courage and run out (laughs) into the battle like a crazy person. Um, But that we have to be strong and trained. And so just it's both. Both are needed to go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The next 
step in our conversation and maybe it feels funny to have like a guided conversation like we're going to try to cover these things and I mentioned last week we might not get to all five every week but connections are there any connections that you see with this with other stories or other verses or things in your life testimonies well I think the connection I'm seeing for me is kind of a question he posed at the beginning was you know start with the why why mm-hmm. why are you doing the thing and I've been asking myself that a lot trying to be a little introspective you know why do I parent the way that I do why do I work the way that I do why do I mm-hmm. husband the way that I do um, because the why is what sustains you when things get hard uh, and I, I, there's been books written on you know start with why yeah because um, when you start with the what or you start with the product or you start with the process don't start with the how yeah it it gets you so upside down so fast because then you become product oriented you become i made this but when you start with the why i think it kind of helps keep you in a position of humility because your why needs to be people. Your why needs to be serving Christ and bringing glory to Him mm-hmm. in anything. Yeah. Whether it's in business, in relationships, your why has to be bigger than I made this thing. I got this thing done. I checked yeah, this I box. checked the box. And I am, I am a very task-oriented individual. I'm learning how that has impacted different areas of my life. And so that why, I feel like I'm in the process of of retooling how I approach things because my why, I, I feel like it's matured mm-hmm. a little bit and I, I'm honing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too, I mean, I'm having these conversations with our teens right now. Like they are so very old and making... <laughs> and making life choices and you know we're trying to encourage and empower them to do that and they're trying to decide well what kinds of choices do I want to make and so I've been encouraging them to find what is the purpose in in these choices that you're making is your purpose to do this to do this like I need and they have to prayerfully define that why and then the the boundaries they make the choices that they make need to serve that purpose yep Likewise, like our, our family homeschools and if we like I know the purpose of why we're homeschooling and so some books, even if every blog and Instagrammer is like we ha- you have to you read have this to book this. In, yeah, in your homeschool. If that doesn't help fulfill the purpose that God has given to us for our family's education, then it's not something that I have to do and that takes courage. Mm-hmm. It makes me think the pastor gave a really beautiful illustration today about um, studies that were done with these kids in the classroom and they had to it was 10 kids in a classroom and they did the study over and over again and they had to point to the longest line or when the teacher pointed to the longest line raised their hand but nine of the kids were told to point to the second longest and one was told only one was told to point to the longest and right. only 25 percent of the time did the kid stick with the original purpose so it, I think it takes courage to choose the thing that we know 
is right. We have to be strong. We have to take the thing that fulfills our purpose, even if because friends, everyone around us likely has a different purpose. Uh, most of the people at your workplace, in the school system, in our nation, very many people don't have the same purpose that we have to glorify God right. and to build his kingdom and to love God and to love our neighbors well. And so we have to evaluate our why, our purpose, and then have the courage to stick to that. And that's where the Holy Spirit is a gift because he's in us and he's with us. And he, and that's when we get to be strong in the power of his might. Our last items on the list that we didn't get to yet was question, but you snuck that in on the contemplation. <laughs> and then application. And we already covered that, I think, talking about... I think the thing we need to do this week is to think about the why. Why mm -hmm. does God want us to be courageous? Why are we making the choices that we're making and asking God to to make it clear to us so that we can see what our true motives are and then to purify them so we can consecrate them to him so that we can, from a place of holiness and courage, build the kingdom in a way that glorifies him. Yeah. Pray. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that it is by your Holy Spirit we can even dare to be courageous. That we are empowered to act in your spirit of holiness and tenacity. And we thank you that we don't have to do it in our own strength. Uh, that is a gift. Um, we thank you for this new week. We thank you that as we seek out our why, that it would be Holy Spirit driven. That we would be able to really put a spotlight on why we do what we do in all areas. And be able to come out on the other side of that with a more, more pure reason on why we do what we do. And maybe it means we stop doing some things. Maybe it means we start doing some things. And Lord, help us to make those, those good and right choices. We love you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.